All right, so the season is now over for Orange County Soccer Club. It was actually over last weekend, or last episode we spoke with you, but now the USL season is officially over. We've uh, found out some of the awards. Unfortunately, Orange County has not become victorious in those as well. But we still have some stuff to talk about. Dylan and I are going to look back at the season. We've brought a guest along. Uh, we'll introduce him just in just a moment. Uh, this is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. As we are under Are you ready, Orange County? This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. Follow us on Twitter at OCSC underscore SoccerCast and on Facebook at Orange and Black SoccerCast. How's it going, Orange County? Welcome to another episode of the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. The first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. I'm your host, Ray Samora, and I'm with you each and every episode as we discuss all things Orange County Soccer Club. And joining me as he does each and every episode, we've got Dylan from County Line Coalition. Dylan, how's it going? Going pretty good. Happy as always to be here. Awesome. Thank you for always coming back and, and helping me out on this wonderful journey that we call a soccer podcast or the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. And we do have a special guest joining us this week. Uh, this will be our first opportunity to welcome a guest from our uh, from the Orange County Soccer Club eSports team. And we've got Roberto. He's uh, the newest member of the team. Roberto, welcome on to the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. Glad to be here, guys. Thank you. Glad you could join us. I, I know we were talking before we got started here. You're out there on the East Coast. We record, we're starting the recording at 9 o'clock Pacific time. So I appreciate you uh, staying up a little late out there uh, to take your time or to take some time and, and speak with us a little bit because we definitely uh, have a lot to learn about what you guys are doing there uh, on the uh, virtual side of things. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate it. I mean, anything to uh, get what we're doing out there and, uh, you know, get more viewership and just bring more attention to the team would be great. Awesome. And, and we're definitely trying to do that for you. We'll continue to try and do that for you. And hopefully this will help out a little bit. Uh, so what we're going to do in this episode, uh, we're going to basically take a quick look back at the uh, USL final that saw Louisville City FC uh, win back to back championships for the USL as they defeated uh, our arch nemesis, Phoenix Rising FC, 1-0 out there in Louisville. We'll also do a little bit of a quick season recap. Uh, Dylan and I will discuss some of the uh, great moments from the season, maybe pick one or two of our favorite moments that happened throughout the season, just sort of give an overall grade on how this team as a whole did uh, for this season. Then we'll just talk about a couple of, uh, of news items that have happened for Orange County over the last week. 
and, and then what we'll do is we're going to open it up. We're going to try and give a lot of uh, space there for Roberto to talk about the eSports, the OCSC eSports team and how they're doing because we've got a pretty good uh, virtual team uh, as well, uh, You know, not just on the field but also uh, on the PlayStation platform. So let's go ahead and get into uh, the qu- a quick idea on the match Um Dylan, I'll speak with you. Uh, for anyone that uh, got to check out the USL show, I got to uh, speak with some of the guys that are part of Beautiful Game Network, and we got to sort of discuss what was uh, what happened at that match and how things went. Dylan, did you get a chance at all to actually either watch the match live, watch the replay, or uh, watch any of the highlights for that match? Um, I actually haven't. I was out on my way to, uh, to a trail race this weekend, so I missed it when I was playing. Um, and just saw some people tweeting about it. So that's my only uh, frame of reference going forward for this. <laughs> so basically what you're telling me is you're just going to sit and listen to myself and maybe if Roberto got a chance to watch any of it or see any of uh, what happened in that final, see what what's going on there. Yeah, and you know, I've got the stats page open. So if, if you have questions. I'm, I'm here for you. So Dylan will play the part of our stat guy during this conversation. Uh, Roberto, I don't know if you got a chance to, to catch any of the USL final. I know it did involve OCSC, uh, but, uh, you know, maybe as a soccer fan, did you get a chance to catch any of that? I actually did. I watched a little bit of it. Only the second half of the game. And uh, so... <laughs> uh, so what were your thoughts on that match uh, just from what you saw the, the second half of it uh, I, I, I don't know how much uh, USL soccer you've watched in your lifetime uh, I, as far as what you saw there in the final what were your thoughts uh, in the match um, like honestly to be honest I haven't really watched much USL until this year uh, but when I was watching that one I mean uh, Louisville looks really dominant uh, but I'm also a very big fan of Drogba so I was kind of like you know, it's hard to pick. You know, you just kind of hope best team wins. You know, uh, you know, and I gotta say this, and I think I—I uh, I don't know if you've gotten a chance to listen to us at all, but we we had a little bit of a back and forth argument with some of the Phoenix fans. Well, I guess Dylan will say it wasn't him; it was totally me. Uh, but uh, one of the things Phoenix fans hate about, I think, almost any other soccer team is is promoting of Drogba. Uh, I, I, we talked about it on the USL show. You know, it's Drogba. It's it's someone that, regardless if you've watched a, a USL match or not, if you hear the name Drogba, you're going to at least know you're seeing someone that you've you've heard of and you've probably watched in the past. Uh, I mean, I I take it if if you play uh, FIFA on video game, you watch soccer, you probably have watched a few matches or a few highlights of Drogba, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Played with him on FIFA too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, um back in the days he was a he was a killer beast on when you play like Ultimate Team. Drogba was a good one to have uh especially when he was still in the Premier League when you can build that nice uh chemistry. And we'll get into the video game side of things in a little bit because I have a lot to talk about there with you. I have some questions and all that. But um uh Dylan, you know, now that we know the outcome of the match, uh I think I forget who it was that that tweeted out that you know, we got at least our wish. We didn't really pick the smart choice, I guess, but we got what we were wishing for and that Louisville beat uh, Phoenix. Uh, what are your thoughts yeah, now? Um, man, if we, I mean, if we look at the regular season, I think that Louisville was the better team. If you look at the playoffs, I think, um, eh, man, in all honesty, I guess we could say the same thing. Um, and that's not to discount Phoenix success. I mean, to come away to Orange County and to and to win um, and really like to hold on that last, uh, I'd say 15 minutes was, was impressive. And they played really well throughout the year and had 
just had like a bad three weeks at the end of the season to really lose out on first place from us. Um, Louisville was never going to catch uh, Cincinnati, but I mean, as we as we saw, regular season form doesn't necessarily mean anything going to the playoffs. So I think they turned it on, and, and they've had that experience. They've been there, and they've won it before. So I think we saw that that experience and, and that um, devotion, um, concentration to get them through, uh, especially with a, I mean, a 1-0 win. Is, <laughs> that's that's crazy. And especially against a team like Phoenix, which is going to sit there and try and get you on the break all the time. Um, a couple of things that I just sort of uh, picked up when I was watching the match and just sort of uh, ideas. I think the cold weather uh, impacted Phoenix quite a bit. Uh, they're not quite used to playing in what was it 40 degree temperature out there in Louisville for for that game I believe is what they were saying on the broadcast so I think that cold weather played a big part of it also um we weren't seeing the Phoenix that we had seen uh throughout the playoffs I mean how many shots did I mean Drogba alone how many shots did he kick over you know the goalpost and he almost um, I, I think he was almost thinking it was a football match and not a soccer match there uh, Roberto, did you catch any of those? Uh, did you get to see any of those from from Drogba or any of the other players just like lofting those shots way above the goal? I saw Drogba's. It was. But that's uh, about it. It was totally undrogba like to see that, um, and, and maybe maybe what I was saying before the cold maybe played a part of that. Uh, the well, he played in Chelsea for all those years. So yeah, yeah, that's true. But I think we've seen that a lot the last two years, where he's just trying to score that worldy because he can because of the the goalkeeping quality is not that of the Prem. Um, and then, you know, you see him launching out shots from 35 or 40 yards out. And I mean, if he scores one every 10, then cool. I mean, he'll, he'll get goal of the week and people go crazy. Um, and then the rest of the time, I mean, he's trying, so that's cool. I guess <laughs> um, he, he took six shots on Thursday and, and only one of them was on target. And I would probably, I, I probably, if I was betting man, I'd say I, I guarantee you the other five were ones that were lofted. I think, I think there was even one shot that got lifted out of the stadium. I, I know, you know, USL stadiums aren't gigantic stadiums, but still to, to miss that badly and, and overshoot the goal and overshoot the stands. Um, I, I don't know for sure if it was Drogba did that, that did that one, but, uh, you know, definitely, uh, like I said, uh, what we saw from Phoenix throughout, throughout the playoffs and really throughout most of the season, this was definitely uncharacteristic of them. Uh, for this match, and I thought Louisville played a pretty solid match. Um, in the end, I think they deserve it based on the way things went out on the the, the pitch for that match. And, and Dylan, we we got our wish, right? We we were hoping for a Louisville win. We didn't think it would happen, but that's what we were hoping for. Well, I mean, I want to reiterate again, reiterate again that my wish was actually for Orange County to win. All right. <laughs> well, I yeah. mean, when you asked, I yeah. did tell you. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, I, I think that was everyone's wish to start the season. Uh, and I guess let's get into Orange County's season. Uh, we, you know, we, we're going to recap a little bit of, of how things went. Uh, I, I went on the USL show because uh, when, when I volunteered to join on there, I, I didn't quite know that I also was going to be looking at maybe just providing a quick idea of how the season went and, and whatnot. Uh, but just sort of to recap what I said on there is basically I think heading into the season uh, there was there was an unknown with this team. Uh, I don't think – I mean I think everyone hoped and wished that this team was going to compete for a championship. But with so many new pieces on the roster uh, with with the new uh, – a bunch of new stuff going on, I, I don't think anyone could have uh, predicted – 
confidently and maybe said, I'll bet $1,000 right now Orange County makes the or wins the Western Conference and makes the Western Conference final. Uh, so I think heading into the season and, and then running through the season up until the end, I think it was an absolute successful season for this team. Uh, they built up this. Uh, they've started building up the brand more. Uh, we've learned from articles that have come out recently that they, you know, in the past two years, they've grown their their front office staff, which is helping with some of that. Uh, and just the players they've brought in, they've they've spent money and brought in quality players. Uh, so I, I think over overall, from the start of the season till the end, you can say it was definitely a successful season for this club. Even though we fell uh, a game short of the. USL Championship. Dylan, um, would you agree with what I think there, or do you have a different thought on that? Yeah. Um, I mean, last year we obviously missed out on the playoffs, and that was that was disappointing, um, especially given the kind of the run that the team had through August and September. But we were carried only six players over, which is pretty true, uh, pretty regular of the USL. Um, and one of them was our backup keeper. So we had five outfield players that we carried over the season. Um and then one of them left in June, or maybe maybe it was earlier than that. I think it was earlier than that, right? Yeah. You're talking about Oscar Sordo? Yes, correct. So um, initially I wasn't too excited. I thought, okay, maybe we get a couple new pieces, but um, you know, maybe under new coaching or or just different tactics that will will be successful with that, uh, that group. But we totally changed the core this year, and we picked up really solid pieces in Duke and Quinn. Um, and then Chapelo's leadership came in, and I think um, we didn't really see a lot of that at the beginning of the year as he was uh, fighting through injury, but I think that experience really came to play, uh, and along with Yoshua Gold as well, towards the end of the season, um, keeping everyone calm, and uh, I mean, they've, they've had that experience, like Louisville had that experience in the final. <laughs> they've been there. They've done that. Um, and I think that was the, the big key for us, was that we had those couple senior guys that uh, settled everyone in and uh, kept them calm and, and focused during the matches and, and led us to the top of the table for the regular season. And, and I know uh, we'll admit, I mean, we were very harsh on Yoshoiveld uh, for most of the season, uh, you know, and, and there was a few mistakes he was making out there. So, I mean, some of it was, uh, you know, warranted, I guess, uh, the criticism we had on there. But yeah, we I definitely... <laughs> great with his or wasn't super pleased with his experience or uh, his performances either who was that i'm sure yosh was not oh not yeah pleased with his early performances but uh, i th- i think we saw that and it was part of the the plan is just uh, slowly building him up so that once we got to the playoffs i mean he was the starter for every match in the playoffs uh, and he was very solid for the team in the playoffs uh, that that leadership you were talking about that him and richard chaplow were providing out there Definitely came into play once we got to the playoffs, and I, I think that's how we why we had such a, a successful run out there uh, for the uh, the Western Conference playoff run. And again, we fell one goal short of potentially uh, pushing our way through. I mean, if we would have got one goal back in Orange County against Phoenix, it's a whole different story there, and potentially leading into uh, extra time uh, and or penalty kicks. Uh, Roberto, I know uh, you. You we we talked about it a little bit. You really started watching Orange County a little bit more recently, so you probably didn't get to see them throughout the whole season. Um, in the little bit of time that you got to see them, is there any uh, uh, anything that stands out that you saw from the team, either uh, a player or just uh, any kind of strategy you were seeing from that team when you watched the actual uh, team on the field that that you want to give a shout out to at all? Or uh, to be honest, I, I I really enjoyed some of their possession play. 
I'm a big fan of possession play and trying to build it up like that. Like, you know, just quick X passing, kind of like, you know, the old like Spanish teams, like international teams. But um, yeah, that's one thing that I definitely found when I was watching them in particular. Yeah, I definitely, uh, I, I definitely would agree with you that they, they definitely had a great, um, well, they actually had a good, uh, a good lineup and that led to some great possession from the midfield. And then even some of our forward players, like you look at like someone like Michael Seaton, he's, he's um, he had some strength where he can hold off his defender a little bit and, and help uh, hold up the play up top as well. Uh, Dylan, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's weird. We have a lot of players where the, the stats are there. Um, we've got Thomas and Oh my God, what is wrong with me tonight? And a bold skin. <laughs> Thomas Anavoldson, who scores so, so much throughout the season. Um, and then he's also bringing up, um, and, and that experience is going to Michael Seaton, who's scoring, um, and really turns it on towards the end of the year. And then we've got Aiden Quinn, who he's got a career year. Um, played twice as much this year as he did last year. I mean, he played all but seven minutes of our season. You know, scores, I think, 11. Um or 12, I think, if you count the playoffs, and then the the assists as well. Having guys like that who are picking up the stats are great. And then we've got the the Kevin Alstons and the uh, the late-season Joshua Evolds, um, and those guys who necessarily aren't getting numbers, and I would say and Christian Duke as well. They're not necessarily getting a bunch of numbers and assists and uh, key passes and chances created, but their impacts are huge to what Orange County is doing. Um, they're making runs or they're making interceptions. I mean, Yosh was pretty much winning every header um, pretty much from the, like, the second half of the season on. And and that isn't necessarily counted, uh, and it's not a big stat, but it does make a huge difference to how we play and how successful we ended up being. No, definitely. Um, yeah, I, I, I think uh, this this – Roster was built up perfectly. Uh, credit to the the front office, the front office, the coaching staff, the scouting department, because they they found pieces that were not just experienced pieces, but pieces that actually fit well together out on the field. And and again, that's what we saw, especially that late season run, and then into the playoffs. I mean, we saw a team that found some good cohesion and were able to actually play very well together and really fit into the system of Co- Coach Braden Cloutier. Um, let's do this, Dylan. Great on the season for the whole team. We're going to talk about players in future episodes, but let's look at um, what grade would you give the team? And we're talking about like your traditional school letter grade. Um, give us uh, what your grade would be for this team, and just a quick, you know, thirty second reasoning behind that. I would give it an A minus. Um, I mean, obviously, we were top of the table at the end of the regular season, made it all the way to the West Con- Western Conference final. Um, we have a lot to celebrate, and there was there was a lot. I mean, there was obviously a massive improvement off of the the year prior, but there were a couple um, blemishes in our season. Um, the two matches against RGV, especially the second one in Orange County. Um, I think it was the it was the third match against uh, Los Dos where they came to Orange County and won three nil. Um, and then of course just just not actually winning the USL Cup. Um, those are those are probably the blemishes on the season, but overall, overwhelmingly positive. And um, the stats are there. We've never been this good. We've never made, gone this far. And it was it was a thrill to watch. It was really enjoyable. See, that's what happens when a team gets a podcast that follows them and and covers them. 
you become a successful team, right? Credit for that. <laughs> oh, come on, Dylan. Yeah, that was one thing. Also, when I went on the USL show, is is uh, you got you got to you got to take credit for something, Dylan. They were calling me the 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 best or the most creative or whatever they they were saying me the best half of the of the podcast. Come on, Dylan. You gotta you gotta fight you for are. your position out I mean, there. You totally are. <laughs> uh, unless you're in Phoenix, then I'm I'm ignorant and arrogant. <laughs> um, I I would sort of agree with you on the goal uh, on the grade. I'm gonna be even more generous. I'm gonna say a straight A, not an A minus. Uh, I, I'm giving that grade because of what the expectations were at the beginning of the season to where we got to. I don't think anyone would have expected it. I think we way overachieved or not overachieved, but at least overmet the expectations of what the fans had and maybe even uh, some of the um, ownership or front office had because I think uh, in speaking with it, this this team was built like with a, a multi-year plan, not just a one- or two-year plan. And the fact that you were able to get this far in year one or year one and a half or two of that multi-multi-year plan um, is just, uh, again, a credit to the players, a credit to the coaching staff for what they did in setting up the team for success out there. And, and it was an awesome season for Orange County. And uh, I, I, I'm excited for the upcoming season because, uh, you know, we're, we're working on bringing some of the players back. We're working on bringing in some new faces. I, I think this club is ready to, to continue and keep going. Uh, so I'm giving them an A for the season. One half step short of a perfect season. Of course, if they would have made the finals and won, uh, that would have been that. All right, so let's uh, talk briefly about a couple of things that have happened in the news that re- relate to Orange County, and then we're going to get to Roberto to talk all things um, uh, OCSC esports. Uh, one thing that happened is um, a signing announced by the team. Um, and to be honest, I have to look this up. I, I, I'm going to probably butcher the last name because I don't know how to say it, but it was uh, they signed Sebastian Despres or Despre or. I don't know uh, what, um, you know, what country background the name is coming from, so I have no way I'm totally butchering it, and I have nothing to show me um, how it's pronounced. Uh, this is a youngster from San Diego area that has played out in England. I think he's played for Blackpool um, and one other team, I believe. I don't have it Fleetwood right in Town. front of me. What was it? Fleetwood Town. Fleetwood I Town. I would imagine that his that that. Uh ethnic background would be French. Um, yeah, I mean, that or like Netherlands or something like that, or I don't know. Usually bump the uh, consonants at the end of the word. And yeah, you know, I, I tried to look up some 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 videos uh, to try and just sort of see what we're getting here. And when you go on YouTube and search him, you're going to get a lot of videos from like his youth soccer in like Southern California. Uh, you will get some uh, videos from his play out in Europe, uh, in England, but um, I mean... It's going to be a pretty big unknown. Uh, I don't know much about the guy. Uh, maybe I should go and play some FIFA and see if he's on one of the rosters in FIFA and see if, if uh, I can figure out what he's about on there. I don't know, uh, Roberto, you play FIFA a lot, but I'm sure this isn't a guy that's on the top of your list when you're looking for, for roster moves. Uh, have you heard of this guy before? I have not. I've never heard of him. <laughs> um, I mean, it's it's good to hear that they're making some signings early on. It's good to hear that they're bringing in uh, some young players and especially uh, local young players uh, because what better way to grow your brand locally than to bring in some young guys? You know, we've had players like uh, Aaron Cervantes, who is not just a, a young youth player from this area, but also a 
uh, youth um, USA player. You got uh, Rafa Espinosa who joined us midseason last year, and then now you bring in this guy from the San Diego area uh, to help uh, bring in some stuff there. So um, I, I'm sure we're going to hear a lot more signings as we go through this offseason, and I, I, I probably can speak for Dylan on this. We're definitely excited to hear what other players uh, are either returning or what new players the team has planned to bring in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, though we did, today was um, whatever, like high school or college um, declaration day or whatever the hashtag is. Um, so Espinosa has committed his self, uh, himself and his, at least near future, to UCI. But I think, uh, I, I don't know how those youth contracts work, if he's still going to somehow be tied to OCSC or they can bring him on once he's done with his college career. We'll see how that works out. But at least, you know, he gets to stay local and, you know, fans can sort of see what he has when he's out there playing for U, uh, UCI. Uh, and then potentially maybe he's someone for the future for this team. Yeah, and I think that's what we're seeing with um, Aaron. Big apologies. If, yeah, Aaron, definitely. He's sticking around, I think. Um, and big apologies to you, Sebastian, because I'll probably still <laughs> his last name. Um, I'm just going to go with Depre, Um that he... Uh, is also at one of those um, points for the future as well. Um, I mean, he's only 19, so he's got time. He doesn't need to be. Uh... Or no, he's he's 20. His, yeah, he's his he's was a few days ago. He's right around oh. Seton's age, so I mean, he, I mean, there's definitely an opportunity for him out there. Uh, and if you watch some of his old youth soccer videos, I mean, I mean, I know that's hard to judge that compared to professional, but he's he looked pretty good even on those. Even you go to some of them where he's like, you know, maybe six years old or seven years old, and he's out there just totally dominating and making great passes and had killer dribble moves. So uh, looking forward to, to seeing what he provides to this team. A um, couple other things just to talk about, and then we'll definitely, I promise you we're going to get to Roberto for those of you wanting to listen uh, about the eSports stuff. Um, League announced some awards uh, for Coach of the Year and MVP, and unfortunately Orange County was not victorious in any of those, and I feel like Orange County was robbed at least in one of them. Uh, Give your thoughts, Ray. Which one were they robbed in? You know, okay, so they were robbed in the coach of the year because, again, uh, and I think I've seen this argument all over the place on Twitter, on Facebook, on the BGN Slack channel. Um, you know, all and FC Cincinnati had money put into that roster. They had, you know, all this extra, you know, resources to bring in players. Uh, they have a coach in there that basically did what you would expect with a loaded team in the second tier of U.S. soccer. Uh, and then you have Coach Cloutier, Cloutier, Cloutier I got it, see, I, I'm still butchering his name, um, who took a team that didn't make the playoffs last season, um, and many experts didn't pick to come out of the West or even make a strong push in the West, and yet he led them to first place in the West in the regular season and, one, again, one or two goals away from the USL Finals. I think when you look at what the coaches had to work with, how their teams you know, performed against expectations, I think it's a runaway that uh, OC's coach, uh, Braden Cloutier, should have uh, definitely been victorious in that category at least. Right, Dylan? Yeah, I mean, he really spearheaded along with um, Peter Nugent and um, Oliver Weiss. The um, the change in the, the style and the structure of this team, and I remember talking. I mean, we were talking to the last couple of weeks of the season. They said we didn't expect it to actually work this quickly. We expected a three or five year 
um, uh, kind of planned for this this level of success. And here we are. I mean, one season in, and it, it's working, and it's only going to get better. I think um, players have got to be calling the team now from all over and asking. Um, and so we're, we're probably going to get the pick of the cream of the crop. Not only do we live in a place where people are going to want to play, and the weather's kind of better here than anywhere else in the country, especially over the summer. Um, you know, we've got the results to back it up. And so I think I, I, I got to agree with you there. Um, he did a great job turning this, this team around and, and kind of being the front of that. Um, that was frustrating to see that, uh, that Coke won. I mean, really, you can put anyone in charge of a team that of that caliber and of that level, and they'll be that successful. I mean, the team that was ex- no real improvement for them. They, they were expected. They were expected to come out of the East, be the best team in the East throughout the regular season. They did that. They did what they were expected to do. They did they not expected to win the cup. I mean, they, they blew through their division, and then they still haven't won a playoff game. Not only did they not win the cup, <laughs> they drew. Technically, they drew against Nashville with the penalty kicks. Yeah, penalties. So. Well, no disrespect. Seventy-seven points is massive, and that's great. But it was expected. They didn't even meet their teams. It was expected, and they didn't even meet the team's goal. So, whatever. Go to the MLS or something. <laughs> so, Coach Braden Cloutier was uh, was uh, robbed of an award that he definitely was deserving of. I think he should have. Um, Dylan thinks he should have. I think a lot of people think he has a strong case for that award. Uh, and so unfortunately he didn't get that. And then when you look at the MVP award, I get it. Ledesma had a great season. Um, and, and I think I called it even when the nominees were first announced is Orange County has no shot at it because they're going to still vote from each other because Aiden Quinn and Thomason of Olton were both great players for the season. And you're going to have people that are going to vote based on, do you vote on the prolific score or do you b- vote on the awesome midfielder when you have these two players from a great team that over, exceeded expectations um so again uh, that one you don't have a strong of a case i think for for an orange county player winning but i think uh heading into it there was absolutely zero chance it was going to be an orange county player just because of that fact all right well i actually i'm gonna have to go ahead and disagree with you here um there were some stats compiled by a friendly county line collision member um just for argument's sake for his words and he compiled the minutes um, shots on target, goals, chances created, assists, interceptions, clearances, and pass completion percentage. Now, obviously, um, Lancaster and Ennevoldson, the interceptions and clearances, um, probably not going to be as high, but the shots and uh, shots on goal and goals and chances created and assists should really be up there. And if we look at um, if we look at Ledesma stats, you know, played 27 or basically 2,800 minutes. Um, this season, pass completion uh, was 69.4%, 38 shots on target, 16 goals, 72 chances created, 16 assists, 35 interceptions, and 14 clearances. If you compare that directly to Quinn, who played almost 600 more minutes this season, had less shots on target um, and less goals by four. Um, so he had 27 shots on goal, 12 goals, 106 chances created, 15 assists, 54 interceptions, 24 clearances, and a 77.5% pass rate. So if you do the math of 38 or 16 out of 38 and 12 out of 27, I believe 12 out of 27 is 84.44 uh, repeating. And 16 divided by 38 is about, I think, 81 and a third or so. Um, 
So if we if we transcribe those stats, basically, um, Quinn is a more prolific goal scorer than Ledesma, um, and he's got 42, 44 more chance. Sorry, thirty four more chances created. Math is just too difficult for me tonight. <laughs> but hey, you were spewing out all those other numbers like it was nothing, and then all of a sudden the math's getting to you. Yeah. So basically, <laughs> what we're seeing is Quinn's played more. His effect is greater. He's created substantially more chances and he has one less assist of all of this plus his defensive stats are substantially greater yeah um 19 more interceptions and 10 more clearances and his pass completion rate is almost 10 percent more than ledesma so essentially where we're getting is I, i'm not sure east coast bias the cincinnati bias and i'm gonna go with the cincinnati bias um it is it's insane really oh well I mean, Excuse me. Um, you know, it, it, again, I, I agree with you. There's there's a strong case that could be made for any person that's on an MVP um, finalist, uh, you know, or the you know the final vote. Sometimes people look at intangibles or things you can't look at with stats, which I, I totally understand. Sometimes you get the East Coast bias because a lot of times they're not going to watch the. You know, we got Roberto here who's still hanging out with us. Uh, we're going to get back to him here because we're, we're just like seconds away from talking about eSports. Uh, but he's out in Boston. It's it's really late out there at this point when we're talking. So you do get some people that will stay up in late. But most people, I think, in the East Coast, and Roberto, share with me if I'm, I'm totally wrong here. There's a lot of people in the East Coast that don't stay up till 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock in the morning on a, on a Thursday or on a Wednesday or even on a Saturday to watch sports. That is, it's very true. They're worried about work the next morning. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, when you when you got uh, half of the voters for these awards are East Coast voters who aren't staying up and watching all the West Coast games. They're maybe just watching the highlights or looking at stats. There's going to be uh, some discrepancy there. Whereas us in the West Coast, I mean, we can catch an East Coast game at 4 or 5 o'clock in the afternoon or early evening if we have to. Gaming, let's be real. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I mean, how many times did we have... During the playoffs, we had guys on iPads watching. Oh yeah, at Nolwoods. Yeah, so maybe, maybe we could do it both. I'm just gonna say, <laughs> you're some soccer reporter on the East Coast. I, I you're not a part of the BGN, so you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> I, I like I said though, the fact that you had, I, I wish the league would have only had one Orange County player. I wish they would have picked either Thomas Enavoldson or Aiden Quinn. Preferably, Aiden Quinn would have been the better option, I think, in my opinion. But because you have two of them on there, it's totally taking away votes from each other. And like I said, there was no way Orange County player was going to win because of that. Uh, regardless if you know the stats you're looking at that you're spewing out there, Dylan, that show Aiden Quinn has a really good uh, f uh, argument for winning it. It's just the fact that Anna Volson was on there with him. I mean, they're stealing votes away from each other. And being that they were the two West Coast guys, so a lot of the West Coast people that maybe are being you know, honoring the West Coast and they're voting, they're still splitting it between two guys like that uh, on there. So, you know what I think what it really says is that Orange County was one of the best teams because you have two guys included there and the coach on the MVP and the coach. It's wow. I mean, and, we and, have some serious quality now and it's, it's amazing. And I don't know what the, what the um, requirement is for best young player, but I mean, Michael Seaton, I think, should be considered a young player, and I, I don't know why he wouldn't be considered for that. But, um, He's 22, so that might have something to do. Yeah, they probably uh, only do like U20s. I yeah, think. maybe yeah, that's true. All right, let's do this. Uh, we're going to talk more about these players. 
uh, about awards because we did our own award votes and we're going to be releasing the results here over the next few weeks. We'll uh, also uh, grade each player from the team maybe over the next few weeks or a month uh, to share our thoughts on how everything went through the season. But uh, I want to now get to Roberto. He's been uh, hanging out patiently, uh, throwing in a few comments here and there, but now we're going to get into the thick of things with him because uh, he is a player for your OCSC eSports team. Dylan and I got a, a chance to watch one of the matches today, uh, tonight. We're recording this on a Wednesday. If you're listening to the podcast, it's uh, then we were watching it yesterday or you know on Wednesday, whenever you're watching this, whatever. Uh, but we watched them defeat uh, Sleepy Hollow, uh, I don't know if they're FC, SC, or just Sleepy Hollow, but they defeated them 4-0 in the match Dylan and I watched, and apparently they had uh, just beaten them before that 3-2. Uh, so, Roberto, uh, let's get into the thick of things with you. Um, talk about just uh, the, maybe that those two matches this evening, and then we'll get into a little bit more of what's going on with the eSports team. Uh, well, our first game tonight was a little bit off. Uh, the team we faced off against was actually uh, last place on the standings. Um, but, uh, we were actually going into it, looking to score as much goals as we could, uh, to kind of get the goal differential. But, uh, the first game we kind of dealt with lag and, uh, you know, as a team, we kind of, you know, got a little bit sloppy, but, uh, we brought it together, ended up uh, winning it three, two. And then, uh, the second game, we just came in strong, um, and, uh, finished it up for nothing, but, uh, we were just going and hoping we keep that up. <laughs> I know uh, I was watching the live feed in there, and I don't know if you caught it, Dylan, but there was one moment. I, I was trying to come downstairs uh, to set up for recording tonight because I have to set up each and every time I record. Uh, and um, I was listening to the Twitch feed as I was setting things up, and all of a sudden I just hear like one of the, one of the voices, because I, I think you could hear whoever's feed it was, and they sort of did like a, almost like a oh no type chuckle. And then uh, I realized when I looked back at what was going on, it was the other team had scored an old, own goal on themselves, um, <laughs> which, I mean, I, I anywhere in, in real life soccer or in video game soccer, that's always just one of those things you're like, oh, my gosh, if you're the one doing it or you're like, great, I'll take it if you're the one that's uh, that's benefiting from it. Right. Yeah. I mean, we're not going to complain. It was a beautiful chip just in the wrong direction. Yeah, I think that the defender was trying to clear it out, right? And it just didn't go high it enough. It chipped right over his goalkeeper. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the fun the fun stuff that goes on on video game FIFA 19 soccer. Um, let us know, Roberto, uh, just sort of, because uh, I know you've just joined this team, so you might not uh, have much experience with what's been going on with them this whole season. Uh, or are you playing in a team in the same league as them? I was probably, playing on it. previously. Yeah, the team I was just on was actually in the same league. Okay, so you have a little bit more knowledge of what's been going on with OCSE this season. Um, in, in your eyes, from what you know and what you've seen, how is their season going so far? Uh, to be honest, for you know, they just put their team together this season, and uh, they've been strong. I mean, they've been in the top five the whole season uh, for standing-wise. And uh, when I was on my other team, we played them the first game um, of the uh, season on opening day, and uh, we actually beat them both games. And since that point, uh, they just picked it up and uh, never looked back. And then when uh, this transfer window came up, I had the opportunity to uh, come in and help them out. So I I just took it. So so let's get into this a little bit. And Dylan, jump in with any questions you may have as we go through this. Um, you know, many people, I, I'm going to just have to say it, many people have this sort of, uh, uh, I don't know, I guess, I don't know the right word, but they, they sort of look down at like video game sports. Oh, that's not real. That's not real competition. The, the, there you go, Dylan. 
Dylan's the one that's uh, when I can't think of a word, he always thinks of the right word. Um, <laughs> but, you know, there's people that will just look at me like, oh, I'm not even going to pay attention to that because it's not real competition. It's not real sports. It's a bunch of people sitting on a couch or guys sitting on a couch, drinking Mountain Dew, dr- eating their Doritos, uh, you know, talking to each other and, and playing games. Um, you know, what 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 would you tell people that have that opinion of esports? Um, and what would you do to maybe change their mind uh, on how they should think about this type of competition? Uh, I think mainly, I mean, yeah, we're not out here running around being super active, but um, I think it's a lot more uh, tactical. You know, uh, it's eleven guys all communicating, playing a certain position on on, on the pitch, and uh, if you guys aren't in sync, I mean, you you're you're lost. You know. Uh, I think it's more of a communication and just being able to visually, you know, look at the pitch, know where everybody's at and just trust your, uh, trust your fellow players. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's about it. I think there's a lot more to it, uh, than, you know, most people think, but you know, most people aren't getting on here for four to five hours a night (laughs) playing games too, you know, I, 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 I can't even imagine um, what you guys have to do to like keep training and keep practicing uh, on that, Dylan? Have you ever tried playing any kind of online FIFA? Uh, no, not online FIFA. Actually, you said it solely as a, a single player game. Um, <laughs> I um, I'm the worst person for this, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you play Rocket League, don't you? Yeah, that's a big. Uh, I think they have big online competition or esports competitions for that. They do nowadays, right? So. Dylan, you might need to start doing four or five, six hours a night of uh, Rocket League and get, get your uh, get your practice in so you can become a professional gamer. I'll just focus <laughs> on actually getting a degree. In <laughs> hey, you can go to UCI. You can get a. They have a program for that too. Um, <laughs> uh, I I know I get what you're saying though, uh, Roberto, because you know the the dedication you guys have to put in. I mean. I play FIFA quite a bit. I I play more on the ultimate team side. I don't do the the pro career side or the pro whatever they call it side. Um, but it gets competitive on that. I've uh, this I see. I started playing FIFA on the 14 edition. So now what we're at 19. So this is the fifth edition I've been playing on, and I've slowly gotten better at it. But I still I I'll have matches every so often where I'm getting whooped like six nothing. But and I you know when you're when that's happening, you know you're playing against like some professional out in like you know wherever they they live for the ultimate team thing. <laughs> have you ever done the ultimate team as like a professional or is that uh, is it more strictly like the the pro career stuff yeah i focus mainly just on uh, the pro clubs uh ultimate team it, it's definitely fun but it's become more of like the money maker for fifa so it's a lot of like you know pay to play and i don't got money to be spending like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's one of those things um so for those of you that are listening that are have that have no idea what we're talking about, we're talking about uh, EA Sports FIFA 19 or any other iteration of FIFA. Um, they have a team that's called Ultimate Team Mode, where basically, it, I, this is my easiest, simplest way to explain it. Uh, most people know what baseball cards are, or you know, sports cards that you bought as a kid. Basically, what you're doing on Ultimate Team Mode is you're you're opening packs of cards and you're trying to find the best players you can find, which is always impossible. Uh, to open them in a pack for the most part. Uh, and then, you know, like Roberto said, the moneymaker. People are then going and spending extra money on the game so they can buy extra packs, hoping that they find this this great player, um, like I said, that you never end up getting. Because I think, actually this year in FIFA, has been I've been lucky, but I think in the past I always have the 
the worst luck when it comes to opening the pack. So, um, but yeah, that's 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 what we're talking about. We're talking about that. Uh, the pro club mode is where you sort of build your own virtual soccer player. Uh, tell the game what height you want to be, what weight you want to be, what position you want to you know specialize in, and then as you keep playing, your player gets better and better and better and better. Um, so let me ask you about that, Roberto. Um, what is your player's rating right now? My pro right now is an overall eighty-eight. And um, how do you get to that? Is it does it like if you keep playing from year to year, do you like start off with a little bit of a better player, or do you have to start from fresh each 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 uh, each year? Yeah. So each year, it it's basically uh, starts fresh. So most people get like the three day release, the early release, and just grind it as much as they can. And then uh, as you keep playing, you keep playing, you keep playing. That's how your guy gets better, basically. Yes. So that's why when you say, you know, some of these people like you or I'm sure there's people that put in even more hours than you do, putting in probably like a full like eight to ten hours a day just trying to build up their player uh, to make them like this ultimate super, uh, you know, soccer video soccer guy. Um, that's where that time gets put into the the pro clubs, right? Absolutely. I mean, think about it. I'm only 88. I've played a lot. There's people out there right now with like overall 92s, 91. And that's, it's it's a lot of it's a grind. Again, for those of you that have no idea that have never played FIFA, that's that's very that's a very high rating for a pro club player at this point in the in the lifespan of the game because the game just came out in like September or August or something like that. Um, I think September, right? So September. Yeah. So I mean. To be able to build your player up to a, a 90 level, where I think most of them start off around 80. So, I mean, you're just playing and playing and playing and playing. Um, yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, and that's why you get some of these people that, that really can say, I'm addicted to video games. Because you, you just your goal is to keep, uh, to keep um, getting better and better and you want to be the best or whatnot. Um, so, you talked about you moved over to Orange County. Do you, can you maybe share with us what was your... What was your reasoning or what made you or what uh, led you to come over to Orange County from your previous team? Uh, to be completely honest, uh, there was a lot of uh, issues going on with management and uh, stuff like that. And I just wanted to focus on, you know, my gameplay and, and bring my talent and just, you know, do what, what I need to do to help a team out. And the focus wasn't there as a whole on the team there. So, um you know, before the season started, I actually had the chance to join Orange County and uh, I actually passed it. And then so when the transfer window came and I was dealing with all that, I just jumped at it and I was like, you know, why not? I, I heard a lot of good things about them. Uh, I know the manager really well and a lot of the players that were there I played with in the past. So uh, I felt really comfortable with it. So I just, you know, I, I didn't look back, to be honest. Awesome. We're, we're glad to have you on here. Uh, Dylan, I've been hogging all the, the questions and talk here. Do you have any uh, the questions or any anything you want to ask Roberto? You know, I actually do. Um, Roberto, you mentioned that you pretty much just have to kind of look at the whole field and, and trust uh, your teammates that they're going to be in a, a certain spot, basically, um, much like a, as a normal team, uh, a normal sports team. Um, given that you transferred in, how long does it take to really get that, that understanding in a, in a totally new uh I mean, I imagine there's probably different formations um, or that Orange County is using a different formation. So a different system formation and a, and a new group. How long does how long does it take and, and how do you get that? Uh, how do you get that worked out? Um, well, 
one thing that's beneficial to me is that uh, a good majority of the people that are on the team I've played with in the past. So uh, when you kind of build up chemistry with people, you know, over the years, uh, you just it never kind of you never lose it. Um, but for those of the people that I for the people that I don't know um, on the team, uh, I, I just basically going into it, I try to be more simple at first, you know, kind of build that chemistry, build that connection. And then as as the season goes on and we get a little bit closer, I can start, you know, trying different things that I would try with the others. You know, um, I try to just keep it simple as possible uh, just to get the feel. And, uh, you know, also, I want to make sure that I gel well, you know, gel really well with them, you know, because I'm coming into their team, you know, not the other way around. Um. What uh, what position does your virtual soccer player play on 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 the field? Uh, center defensive mid. Okay, that is awesome. I I I I've always wondered because you always get all these. I, at least when I've played the pro clubs, I, I play the the what's called the drop in match where you're just playing a bunch of random people get thrown into a match. You do like five on five. Well, it's it's eleven on eleven, but only five of them are user controlled at the most. I think on at least on Xbox. Uh, and you always get a lot of people that want to play striker um, or or the left or right wing or cam. They never want to play defense or defensive midfielder. Um, so it's awesome to see like a player that's sort of dedicated into that type of position. Uh, because if you're not familiar with the game, that's that defense is one of the toughest things in that game because your players on defense, uh, I, at least in my experience, players sort of move clumsily and slow. And it's hard to react, especially when you're going against a quick um, player on the other side. Do you ever have any difficulty with uh, with uh, playing defense, or are you um, are you an expert defensive player? I'm not gonna say I'm an expert. I mean, there's always stuff you could learn, uh, but a lot of the times I've I've I find my own methods uh, that work best. And one of the things that I use to my advantage a lot is my strength on on the game. Um, I think that's one thing that's actually helped me most of my career playing at CDM rather than speed. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things that I think on FIFA 19, um, I think people say speed is broken in FIFA 19 is what I hear. Um, I've always been, uh, like I said, I play more ultimate team, but I've always been more of a physical, um, bigger player team. Like I've always had, I think for the last three FIFAs on my ultimate team, I've had boss dosed, um, which if you don't know who he is, he's a big gigantic Netherlands player that plays in Portugal. Um, and he's like six foot five, uh, and he's usually slow as, as molasses, uh, gets like a 50 rating on speed, but dude, that guy can get his head to almost anything you cross at him. And I, I've learned over the last three iterations of, of the game, I've learned how to master, um, that cross and get that head into him on that mode. And, uh, to my luck this season, they brought in a scream team boss dosed that has a 90 speed rating, but he's still six foot five. <laughs> So I mean that's that's my killer card. I've I think I've had him for like a hundred matches, and I think he scores a goal almost every match. So um, <laughs> you don't want to lose him. I, I'm telling you, <laughs> the the funny thing though is is he's like uh, buy it now on Xbox for like nineteen thousand coins or something. So uh, anyone can get him, and I don't think I I just think like you said, a lot of people either use strength or speed, and I think a lot of times speed wins out because it's sort of the uh, I don't know if I want to call it like um, the cheat mode because sometimes speed is just like this extra bonus for a player. But 
I, I'm opposite. I like the big, tall, strong guys. Even when I used to play uh, pro clubs, I used to cr- I had like a six foot three center defender that was just totally physical. I would knock people off the ball left and right. But then when I played against those people, would create the five foot three little speedy Gonzalez yeah, those, guys. <laughs> those are the worst. <laughs> My those guy, are the guys that I hate. <laughs> My guy had zero chance of ever stopping them. They would just have to do unless I can find a way to stay in front of them. I mean, once they they tricked me, I was just done. I knew it for sure. And then I'm like, great. And my you know, my my guys I'm playing with are going to be mad at me because I let little short guy get by me. But <laughs> it is what it is. Dylan, what do you got? <laughs> what, what what are you guys looking forward to as, as a as a team um, for the rest of your season? Uh, I would say, to be honest, I I think the regular season is more just uh, just building up the chemistry and. Uh, you know, getting everything intact. But I think the end goal is basically playoffs, you know. Um, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what we come in. We just want to be in that playoff contention and just finish up there. I think playoffs is, is the end goal, and that's where we need to really perform. How, do, how does the season work? Because I know you're in the middle of the season now. Um, you guys usually play, like, two opponents a week? or uh, So we play uh, – it's Monday through Thursday, and uh, we play the same team twice every night. So you, just at different times. So you play four games a week. Or, I mean, four teams a week, two times a night. Yeah. Okay. And then um, what do you know what the schedule looks like as far as, like, when do when do you get to the playoffs and how that all works? Uh, to be honest, I don't know exact dates. Um, but I know we're only at the halfway mark Okay. as of right now. And then so, um, I mean, it's, it's really a really condensed season there, it looks like, where you guys started. I mean, you guys just started, like, a month ago. And then, yeah. so I would assume now, if you're at the halfway point, you're going to end somewhere towards the end of the calendar year, um, is what it sort of seems like it, it heads to. Do you guys do another season like in the spring or? Yeah, so I think that I actually think the second season that we do starts in January. Okay. So this season should stop before then. Um, and then what what is it what is it that you guys are playing for? I mean, is I, I know you guys want to win the championship, but I mean, do you guys get any kind of like? perk or bonus if you guys win um bragging rights <laughs> bragging rights <laughs> that's as of right now that's that's all it goes it, that's all it comes down to um you know hopefully in the future it'll be something else but as of right now it's just you know who's the top dog in the league and uh maybe eventually you'll get to where you guys get to play in one of those big gigantic esports arenas in front of a bunch of fans cheering for you guys and and all that fun stuff right that's definitely the end goal, yeah. <laughs> I would love to be there. How about you, Dylan? You got any other questions? Or uh, do you have a dream of one day playing in a big old arena, uh, playing FIFA, what, FIFA 2028 or something like that? Wow. I got to wait 10 years to be good at this game. Uh, no, I, I don't have any questions or no aspirations. To be Ooh, I just player. got extra information. Ooh, wait, wait Robert. So okay, go for we, it. I missed, I missed something. So we actually play for over seven hundred dollars. So I forgot. There's a buy-in for each team. <laughs> okay. So that that's my that's my fault. But basically, there's a buy-in, and at the end of the season, uh, the winning team can basically it's like uh, it's I believe above seven hundred. And so was this something you just you just like looked up right now, or did someone like tweet no, to you or the, something? No, the owner of the league, the owner of the league, messaged me. Oh, so we, we so I, I would take it then the owner of the league might be listening to what we're saying right now. Hi, owner of the league. How's it going? I, I think he's tuning in. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> uh, and and oh, I guess we got to do this. Then we got to plug the league. What league do you guys play in? Just in case our listeners we don't know. We play for uh, Virtual Pro Gaming uh, America. 
but they also have a UK side, which is virtual pro gaming. Yeah, I, I think I was looking at it. I think uh, when Orange County first announced that they're going to be doing this, I think like uh, uh, was it Queens Park Rangers? I think their their E team jumped on and said welcome, you know, or something like that. And it was it was yeah, really cool so to see that. They have some major European teams over there. Um, I'm Portuguese, and my favorite uh, Portuguese team is Sport Thing, and they actually have an esports uh, sponsorship with them too. Oh, so then you, exa- you- then. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say he knows exactly who Bastos is. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> I I was uh. Uh, I think last year in my ultimate team, it was a full Portuguese team. Uh, and this year I have like half Portuguese. And then my other half is like a mix of Premier League and um, um, uh, La Liga on there. So, I mean, it's 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 an amazing thing. Um, uh, so you guys play basically every night of the week. And is it just uh, – you, how does that all work out? Because I, I was watching the stream and I've watched a few of the streams. So is it you guys just go on, you guys all have to meet at a certain time, and then you have to coordinate with the other team and get that all set up? Is, is it uh, Does that ever become like uh, troublesome, or is it usually pretty smooth? Uh, no, it's actually really smooth. Uh, the owner and, you know, everybody who, you know, organizes everything, it's, it's basically all organized through an app called Discord. And uh, all the teams basically have a manager and a co-manager that join. And they that's basically how they organize it. And they just talk in, in chats and schedule games and stuff like that. And uh, every day, basically, a schedule comes out with the games that night. So everybody knows what time, you know, and it gives people a whole day to plan out, you know, after work, you know, stuff. people got stuff to do. Um, so it's it's really well organized. No, it's awesome to hear. Um, and um, I... I than the USL if we're being honest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have their uh, their chops together. Well, at least I guess in the virtual uh, in the virtual gaming world, you don't have to ever worry about losing your home field advantage. Uh, you know, by the league saying, "Hey, you can't play at home" or something like that, because that's not doesn't really come into play. Um, that's a that's just a sour thing for us Orange County fans. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so let me ask you this. So you said your, your favorite team is, is sporting Lisbon, right? Um, yes. Uh, so I'm going to ask you this just because I, I know a little about soccer. I know like they recently had some problems with the club where a lot of players said, Nope, we don't want to play here anymore. Um, share your thoughts on that really quick. Yeah. So from what I read, it was, it was basically conspiracy or, you know, things going around about the manager, basically getting people to, to, beat up their own they're like basically their own players um i didn't read up like farther into it but later down the road i've I've read another article that basically said that it wasn't true so i never found the truth out about what really happened or what was really going on but you guys lost a few players from that right i mean oh no yeah was it uh was was gelson martin gelson martin was one of the guys that was on your team before that happened or was that was he somewhere else i don't i don't know if that that's why he left, but I think right now he's playing for Atletico Madrid. Yes, I mean that I was that was one of my favorite players in FIFA last year because I did, like I said, I did the all Portuguese league team, and he was just an awesome player. Um, how about in the the US? I mean, do you do you follow any MLS teams or any USL teams in the US besides Orange County? Oh uh, yeah, I follow the Revs okay. uh, because I'm it's a local team, and I'm about probably ten minutes out, and also a season ticket holder. So I got to show my love for the uh, New England Revolution. Hey, you know, I'm all about getting to be an Irons Court local. I've got a friend who's out in Atlanta now for uh, for school, so he's always at the Atlanta United games. And I mean, oh, that stadium's beautiful. Here, you know, you support that local team, and for uh, for us, it's 
obviously Orange County. I mean, for you, it's gonna be the Rebs, and that's a shame that it's the Rebs. But... <laughs> <laughs> that, I think that's one thing us Orange County fans are big on is just support your local team. I think that's one of the reasons why we're all fans of Orange County. We're Orange County uh, people, and that's our local soccer team. I, I, I'm sure there's a lot of people that would wish we had a major league soccer team in Orange County, but nope, we have a USL team, and that's who we're going to support, at least uh, as the hardcore fans and, and all that. Um, so, do you, so you said you guys learn in the morning when your next match is, so you probably don't know who you're playing uh, on Thursday or tomorrow, or I guess it's Thursday yeah. already for you, right? It's Thursday for me, <laughs> an hour in. Uh, but as of right now, no, I do not know who we play tomorrow. Um, how about you do this? Uh, if you know, if not, I can pull the information for you. Uh, do you know where our listeners can like follow you guys, either on Twitter or Facebook, uh, to stay up to date and maybe get a chance to catch some of the games by any chance? Uh, absolutely. So I know that we have a Twitter Um which I'm pretty sure it's at OCSC Esports. Um, and then on Facebook, you can find us at OCSC Esports as well. And then uh, I would assume also another great spot to follow you guys. For those of you that uh, follow video games, Twitch is probably another option uh, where people can follow you and, and watch. You, you. I mean, these guys, uh, you know, I, I think what happens is someone, uh, either the manager, maybe the co-manager, whoever it is, they go in, um, go on, log into Twitch, and and basically share the stream that from their their screen, so you can see what they're seeing on there. But it's you can still see the whole field, you can see what's going on, you can see the whole play. Uh, so you get a chance to actually watch some soccer. Uh, I know it's video game soccer, but you get to watch some soccer while we're waiting for Orange County to come back in March or April or whenever the USL starts up again. And and it it's it's fun. It's I mean these guys are all over the field, and it's it's. I know today you guys had a good 4-0 win in the second match, but sometimes you get some really nail-biters there. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it gets ner- it gets real nerve-wracking. Um, so what are your thoughts? Do, uh, can can OC actually go through and win the whole thing uh, in the league this, uh, this season? I'm going to be honest. After what we did um, on Tuesday or Monday, uh, I believe it was Monday, uh, we faced off against GRFC Esports, which is uh, – definitely the team to beat um in the league and uh we tied with them first game and we beat them the second game so i'd say yeah if we can make it to the playoffs and and as long as we can get by them i I think we can win the whole thing awesome uh dylan do you have any uh last questions uh for our guest here no i don't um just thanks for joining us roberto i mean i know it's (laughs) one in the morning for you right now so uh you know, big props to you for coming on. And uh, no, I appreciate it, guys. Someone who knows nothing about FIFA esports, uh, quite a bit about FIFA esports. <laughs> and, and, and our hope is, uh, you know, that in the in the coming weeks or even coming months during the off season for USL, we can get more of you guys. And Roberto, you're more than welcome to come back and join us as, uh, whenever you want. Just you know, shoot me an email and let me know. We'll we'll definitely have you back on. You can keep us updated with what's going on, or if any of your other teammates want to come on. We're open to having you guys on. We, we, we're a podcast. We love guests. We Dylan. I mean, Dylan's going to say it's all Ray, and I guess it is really all Ray. <laughs> I, I work. I work to get guests on here as much as possible because, 
you know, people don't want to just hear Dylan and me. They want to hear what other people have to say, whether it's our opponents or whether it's our esports team or even just anyone else that we can get on here. We're, we love having guests on and, and, and picking your brains and, and getting information from you. Um, do this for me, Roberto. Let our listeners know where they maybe can follow you if they're interested in, in following you on social media. And uh, maybe let them know what your gamer tag is on PlayStation if they want to, you know, either look for you on there or, or, you know, challenge you to a match at some point or something like that. <laughs> if you want, you don't yeah. have to share it if you don't want to. Yeah, no, absolutely. If you guys want to check me out um, on Twitter and Instagram, it's at exotic entertainment. Um, and uh, basically my PSN is got under underscore exotic. Uh, I just go by exotic plain and simple. So your, your gamer name is exotic. Yeah. It, well, it's got exotic, you know, and people look at it. But. Okay. Okay. Um, and, uh, like, like, like he was talking about, they play Monday through Thursday at Soundside. You can check their matches out on, I, I think the, the guys, they throw them up on Facebook and on Twitch. So whichever is easier for you to find the, the video streams, feel free to do so. Um, if you don't get to catch it live, you can still always go in and catch a replay of the match. They, you know, because of those wonderful platforms that gets stored there and you can still watch them later on. Um, it's awesome to have, uh, you know, a great start to the esports franchise for Orange County. We had a great season on the, on the actual physical grass and we're having a great season or so far on the virtual grass and, uh, Roberto, thank you for joining OC and, and thank you for coming on our podcast and sharing some information on that. I appreciate it. I'm always, uh, I'm always down to do this. <laughs> now, what we like to do at the end of each and every episode is we like to just sort of share a random thought. Uh, it can be anything. It can be soccer-related. In your instance, it could be video game-related. Or it could just be anything that you want to just share with our listeners. Um, I, I will open it up to you, Roberto. Do you have a random thing that you want to share with our listeners? Uh, yeah, you know what? I'll share that this is my first podcast ever and uh, that I'm pretty tired. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for you to go get some sleep so you have a lot of energy for the game tomorrow, right? Or the two games tomorrow, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Dylan, what about you? Uh, do you have any last thoughts you want to share with our listeners? Oh, man, I always do. Um, <laughs> let me think. I've always, yeah, um, I've been giving a literature recommendation for like the last month, so I'm going to keep going with that. Um, it's a long one. That's what she said. But um, <laughs> Machiavelli's The Prince is a wonderful uh insight into some of the way things are organized in our world um and it's a nice little thought-provoking piece to to give yourself some thoughts while you go about your day so i'd highly recommend it even if you just read a, an abridged version <laughs> um other than that it's cool we got one of the signings out of the way we got at least two other players coming back next year so um at this point i don't know what to do with myself um, i don't <laughs> on saturdays but i do know that tomorrow night um or if you're listening to this when it's released so thursday night uh, november 15th um you can go watch uh, uci's men's soccer team take on grand canyon university in their uh ncaa championship match at seven o'clock and it's like 10 bucks for tickets so i'll be there zot 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 yeah i mean that's where um mott spearman and um Gio Godoy and uh, now Rafa, yeah, and Rafael Spinoza um, have attended or are attending. So I would recommend the uh, you know if you need more soccer in your veins like I do, that's where to get it. <laughs> 
Awesome. Um, I hate to end it more on a somber note, but I, I want to, you know, offer just the thoughts to all of those that have been affected by the uh, California wildfires uh, in both Northern and Southern California. Uh, it hits the it hit the sport or the sports and entertainment world. Uh, newly appointed coach for Las Vegas Lights, uh, Eric Winalda, uh, lost his house in the fire. I think um, a manager from Philadelphia or Boston in baseball. I think Philadelphia. Uh, lost his house in the fire, uh, and a bunch of you know celebrities have lost their house in the fires out there in Malibu and and you know Thousand Oaks or wherever those fires are going on. Uh, I know those are 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 you know, a f- you know tens of miles away from where we are here in Orange County, where we record our podcast and where most of our fans live. Uh, it's still just sad to see that type of destruction happening, and uh, just wishing the best for everyone involved, not just the famous people, but everyone and just safety and and all that, and hoping. Um, that can all get controlled and, and everyone's life can hopefully get back as close to normal as possible. Uh, I could not imagine having to live through stuff like that or go through stuff like that. And I, I you know, it's just something that uh, I wanted, I, I shared on the USL show. I made sure to make a, a point to share that. Cause I just wanted to make sure uh, people know that it's just, it's, it's, it's devastating what's going on right now. So hopefully all those people are, are, are able to stay safe and, um, the destruction can, I guess, stop. <laughs> um, but with that said, uh, uh, other than that, uh, this weekend, or not this weekend, I hate, I hate international break. Um, hopefully Tottenham comes back on and we can win some more matches. Bye, Andy. That was nice. Thanks for <laughs> hey, we wait till the very end to say that, though, Andy. Uh, uh, yeah, and you know what? Big shout out to Andy for those compiling those stats today while he was at work. Oh, so he was the big stat guy. Yeah. <laughs> what would it be? All right. Well, with that said, I want to say thank you to all of our listeners. For those of you listening for the thousandth time, or not thousandth time, but for those of you that continue to listen to us each and every episode, thank you for coming back every episode. For those of you listening to the very first time, if you want to hear what we have to say, uh, head to over, over to our website, orangeandblacksoccercast.com, or look for us on your favorite podcast provider to listen to some of our older episodes. Uh, I want to remind everyone we are part of the Beautiful Game Network, BGN.FM, where you can find our podcast plus many other wonderful podcasts, the USL Show, which I was uh, a guest on this past week. Also check out Angels on Parade for more Orange County soccer news. Uh, Make sure you follow the Orange County eSports Twitter account, Facebook account, so you can stay up to date on what's going on with them. Uh, Again, that is at OCSC eSports. Uh, and also on Facebook, you can just search for e- OCSC Esports and you can find them on there or on Twitch. Uh, again, thanks to Roberto for joining us. Dylan, as always, thank you for coming back onto our podcast. And this is Ray Samore for the Orange Black Soccer Cast, and we are out.
podcasts are a great way for your business to advertise to target audiences. And the Orange and Black Soccer Cast is looking for advertisers like you. If you're interested in advertising your business on our podcast, please email us at info at orangeandblacksoccercast.com. The Orange and Black Soccer Cast has joined forces with many other soccer podcasts, many of them focusing on the USL. We're now part of the Beautiful Game Network, bgn.fm.